steadfast love and mercy. The exceeding riches of your grace is beyond compare. The depth of your love is unsearchable. your faithfulness oh Lord great is your faithfulness every day you are my portion every day my cup overflows Jesus today to share the word of God with you, an exhortation and as well an instructive message that will change your life forever. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. We thank you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercies toward us. Thank you for your word that changes our lives. Thank you for a word that creates changes in us. Lord, you said for Every scripture is inspired by God and it is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness. Lord, we receive all these ministries today. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, with meekness we receive and graft the word of God, is able to save our souls. Thank you, my Father. And Lord, I pray for everyone listening, everyone hearing me, that they receive the word of God and their lives are transformed. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Greetings to you, the Lord Jesus Christ. Our walk in God is exciting. Let nobody tell you otherwise. Our walk in God is exciting. If we follow the word of God, 
for many months and years, for some of you years, I've been sharing you the Word of God year after year, Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, because the Word of God is able to build you up. He says in the book of Acts chapter 20, verse 32, he says, for I commend to you, the, uh, for I commend you to God in the Word of His grace, He's able to build you up and give you inheritance among them that are sanctified. So the Word of God builds you up. Uh, a Christian life without the Word of God will be shallow, unproductive, and full of tears and struggle. But when you imbibe the Word of God, you receive the Word of God, you live by the Word of God, you put the Word of God and make it its first place in your life, something will happen to your spirit. And you find out that you are above situations and challenges. One beautiful thing about the Word of God is sometimes it does not change the situation, but it changes you. So much that the situation can still be around, but then you've risen above it. Your joy is not dependent on it. Your peace is not dependent on it. Nothing in your life is dependent on it. You see that the Word of God has changed you and made that situation, that trouble, that used to put you in tears. It makes it small under your feet. The situation might not have left, but you've grown past it. That's what happens to us most of the time when we grow in the Word of God. We grow past the situations. We grow past those tears. We grow past those emotions. And we find ourselves walking in the light of God's Word. I want to share with you today a city without walls. A city without walls. Very instructive. In the scripture, what was the significance of walls? There were two main times God began a rebuilding process in scripture. One was the rebuilding process of the temple. And you see that Ezra spearheaded that. In the time, it was the prophet Zechariah, and also there was the prophet Haggai, when God told them to start the rebuilding of the temple. Remember that scripture? Where, well, maybe I should show you that scripture. The book of Haggai, chapter 2. Verse, I'll start from verse 1. In the seventh month, in the one and twentieth day of the month, came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, or Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, Who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you see it now? Is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing? What was he doing? He was comparing the house that was built by Solomon to this new house that God had told them to build. When you read Haggai chapter 1, God talked to them about how they should go and bring wood. Now, when you look at that rebuilding of the temple, in fact, we've prophesied with that scripture so many times that the, the glory of this uh, latter house shall be greater than that of the former. But in, in, in reality, was it really greater than the former? Because the one Solomon built in today's estimation of dollars is still about $200 billion. I mean, it, it was full of gold. In today's estimation, <laughs> that's um, someone who says crazy, you know? And he spent that in building a house for God. Now, because of uh, disobedience to God, they go into exile and they come back. And God stares Ezra up um, alongside Zechariah and uh, Zerubbabel and Haggai 
Haggai and, and, and Zechariah were the prophets at the time. Zerubbabel was the governor and Ezra was the priest. So God stares these people. So you can see there was the governor, there was the prophets, there was the priest. All these people had a part to play in what was actually going on. And there was also the high priest who was called Joshua. All right. Now, you would see at this time, God begins to speak to them. And that guy comes to prophesy. All right. So you look at verse 3. You guys chapter 2 verse 3. He says, Who's left among you that saw this house in the first glory? Because some of the people um, were kids when they were taken into exile. Now they came in as old men. The Bible talked about how they were weeping when the house was standing. They were weeping. They were crying at the house of God. Now the Bible says that some of them were weeping because of sorrow. Some of them, uh, of the, some of their shouts was because Oh, finally, they had built the temple again. It was a rebuilding of the temple of God. God told them to rebuild it. So you see in verse 6, hey guys, chapter 2, that for thus saith the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, I will shake the heavens and shake the earth and the, and the sea and the dry land. Verse 7, he says, And I will shake all nations and the dissolve all nations shall come and I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 8, The silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 9, the glory of this latter house. We have coded this, you know, the glory of this latter house. Now the question is, when we look at it, all right, naturally, was there really a glory in that house made of wood as compared to the one that Solomon made of gold? Was there really a glory in that house? But this was a prophetic word. God said the glory of the latter house will be greater than the, that of the former, say the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I, will I give peace, say the Lord of hosts. But there was a key that made the glory of this latter house greater than the former. It was not a natural key. It was a natural thing. You look at the former house and it was made of gold. It was, you know, everywhere was, was golding. I mean, you should read about Solomon's temple. It was, the Bible called it exceeding magnificent. <laughs> you can imagine. If God says something is exceeding magnificent, then it really is exceeding magnificent. Now, here's the, here's the case. These people have gone to now build a temple for God and they built it with wood. See, they built it with wood, they built it with straw. But God said that glory of that house is greater than a former. What was he talking about? He said, he gave the key in the book of Haggai chapter 2. He said, my spirit remains among you. That was the key. My spirit remaineth among you. So the spirit of God is what made it greater in glory. You see, but that was a beautiful thing about the rebuilding of the temple. When you look at Haggai chapter 1, God told them, he said, build me this house and I will take pleasure in it. So the rebuilding was important. Another person that rebuilt was Nehemiah. And the Bible talks about the walls of Jerusalem. I want to read some scriptures about the walls of Jerusalem. And I'll explain to you the significance of the walls and what God was looking at. Let's look at Psalm 122. Psalm 122. You, you look at something beautiful there. It begins, it says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates. All right? Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Verse 3. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Never forget this verse. Go of what I'm sharing. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Hmm. Verse 4. 
whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord under the testament of Israel to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. Verse 5. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Verse 7. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. So you see these two things, peace within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. So you see that he said, Jerusalem is a city that is compact together. Because you see, in those ancient times, the walls represented their security and their safety. I want you to understand that. So to them, if they had Jerusalem compact together with a great wall around them, they had prosperity within. Because if they built the temple and they did not build the walls, the walls represented their economic value because when there were walls, it's 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 um, protected them against bandits, robbers, invasions, and wild animals. So wild animals could not invade the place because of the walls. So when in the book of Nehemiah, I'll come back to this. So Nehemiah chapter 1, I'll start from verse 1. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah, and it came to pass in the man slew in the 20th year as I was in Shushan, the palace, that Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. You see, they are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down. Why are they in great affliction and reproach? Because the wall of Jerusalem is broken down and the gates thereof are burned with fire. That means there was no form of protection. There was no, remember, peace within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. All right. Uh, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Verse 4. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned seven days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. All right, so he begins to pray. Nehemiah begins to pray because he's beginning the process of going to rebuild the wall. Now, God was the one who put in Nehemiah's heart to rebuild the wall because um, later on, he, uh, Nehemiah uh, said, he said, the God of heaven will prosper us and we were servants who arise and build. So God was the one who inspired them to build the walls of Jerusalem. The walls were so important at that time, you see. But the, 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 the walls, let's look at Psalm 144. I read in the, the Living Bible. I've read this scripture many times, but I read again in the Living Bible, Psalm 144. I'll start from verse 12. He says, Here's the description of a happy land where Jehovah is God. Sons vigorous and tall as growing plants, daughters of graceful beauty like the pillars of a palace wall, bands full to the front. Now, now, now you, you, you can see over here, he's, he's telling you about the blessing, all right? He says that when you see uh, a happy land, the word happy land is a blessed land where Jehovah is God. He said, here's the description. He begins to describe the, how you see a blessed land, a blessed people. So he begins to describe number one. He says, sons vigorous and tall as growing plants, all right? Daughters of graceful beauty like the pillars of a palace wall, Bands full to the brim with crops of every kind, sheep by the thousands out in our fields, oxen loaded down with produce, no enemy attacking the walls, but peace everywhere, because the walls were for their protection and for their safety. 
So in those times, if their walls were broken down, like Nehemiah, they would pray that their walls should come back together. So those walls were important for them. They were like their structure of protection. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring something to you that the walls was not God's plan. Amazing. That was not God's plan for them. God's plan for them was not the walls because the walls are actu- were actually a limitation to God's actual plan. <laughs> Amazing. The walls were a limitation to God's actual plan. What was God's actual plan? Let's go to the book, book of Zechariah. Chapter 1, I start reading from verse 14. So the angel that communed with me said unto me, Cry thou saying, that means the angel is telling him to prophesy, Cry thou saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I am jealous for Jerusalem and for Zion with a great jealousy. Right? Verse 15, And I am very sore displeased with the heathen that are at ease, for I was but a little displeased, and they held forward the affliction. Therefore saith the Lord of hosts, I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies. My house shall be built in it, saith the Lord of hosts, and the line shall be stretched forth upon Jerusalem. Verse 17. I like this. Cry yet saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, My cities through prosperity shall be spread abroad. And the Lord shall yet comfort Zion, and yet shall choose Jerusalem. Now, for the first time, Zechariah the prophet is seeing something different. He says, he sees an idea from, from, from God. When David prophesied, David said, Jerusalem is a city that is compact together. But Zechariah sees a prophecy and says, the city should be spread. I thought it was a blessing for it to be compact together. But then he comes and says that it is spread abroad. It is spread abroad. God wanted Jerusalem to spread abroad. To have influence. To gain dominion. That's what God wanted. God didn't want them to just build a wall and be safe and secure within the wall. Talks about many Christians and their Christianity. Very safe. And, you know, they just want, oh God, just bless me and my family and I'll be fine. That's not what God wants. God wants you to be a city spread abroad. God wants your influence to get to other nations. God wants your influence to get to other families. God wants your influence to get to other neighborhoods. You see, not just to have a safe and secure kind of Christianity, a comfortable and a convenient Christianity. That's not what God wants for you. He wants a city to be spread abroad. Because there's something about warm cities. No matter how long they are walled, they still come down. Ask Jericho. Go to, go to Joshua chapter 6 verse 1. I'll come back to the book of Zechariah, but let's go to... He said, now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. These people were in defense mode. They wanted to enjoy their city. They wanted to enjoy themselves. They didn't want to go anywhere. They just wanted to be themselves, you know? And they stayed there and, you know, uh, Israel cannot attack us. Now, the, 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 the Bible talks about Jericho. The walls were so high that they could build cities on the walls. The walls were so big, they could build a city on the wall to tell you how big that city was. 
It took the children of Israel seven days of meditation, but it still came down because defense mode will still put you at the back. So Zechariah sees it again. Go to Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17 again. Zechariah sees it again. He said, cry yet saying that through prosperity shall my cities be spread abroad. So God wanted them to prosper, not so that they will be safe and secure and have peace within, but they should have, you know, um, prosperity so the city could be spread abroad. So, pastor, can they have a, a, a war and still have the city spread abroad? Go to Zechariah chapter 2. I'll start from verse 1. I lifted up my eyes again and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line. Now, Zechariah has seen an angel. The, 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 uh, 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 he sees a man with a measuring line. It's a vision he sees, all right, with a, me, a measuring line in his hand. All right. Then said I, whither goest thou? And he said unto me, to measure Jerusalem, to see what is the breadth thereof and what is the length thereof. Hmm. What is the guy doing? He's about to construct a wall. Because they are back. They are back to that whole thing of let's be convenient and let's be okay. You know, they are back to So the man with the measuring line is going to measure so he can build a wall. How do I know? Let's go. Verse 3. He said, And behold, the angel that talked with me went forth, and another angel went out to meet him. So the angel went. Then verse 4. And said unto him, Run, speak to this young man, saying, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls, for the multitude of men and cattle therein. So God said, now there's nothing, we're not going to construct a wall because I want you to make or have an influence. He said, Jerusalem shall be, shall, shall be inhabited as towns without walls, as city without walls. No, 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 you know, uh, cabbage of yourself. You know, like um, when, when you see some, some churches, they don't, they don't have soul winning, they don't influence people, they don't start new churches, they, don't, they are just straightly shut up. Everybody knows everybody, nobody wants to go anywhere, nobody wants to, you know, make impact, nobody wants to have influence, everybody's just enjoying themselves in there. That's not God's plan. He said, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls. That means we can be sitting here and our influence will be in Tamale. We can be sitting here, our influence will be in Wa. We can be sitting here. So it is towns without walls, city without walls. That is what God's plan is. That Jerusalem will be inhabited as cities without walls. Why? He said because of the multitude of men and cattle they're in. No wall will be able to constrain them. No wall will be able to, to, to hold them together. It cannot be a city compact together anymore because there will be multitude of men and cattle. There will be multitude of people. There will be so many people. Ladies and gentlemen, I prophesy to you, you are going to have so much that you cannot just put a wall around it. You're going to have so much that you cannot put a, a, a wall around it. Next year, I prophesy to you, we will start new churches, we will start new cells, we will start, we, we cannot stay in one place. We need to send more people out. When you send more people out, then increase the influence. Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls. Apple city will be inhabited as a city without walls for the multitude of men and of cattle. Somebody selling rice. You are selling rice, but because you are making money over there, you don't want to expand anymore. You have created a wall. You are selling it at, at Adabraka. This time around, you say, no, I'm going to start four more branches of my rice business. <laughs> I have a shop over here. Yes, I'm making 10,000 a month. It's good, but I'm going to start new branches. I'm going to start new, new outlets of my business. 
because you, it has to be inhabited as towns without walls. Don't stay in within the wall. Because I said, no matter how high and how big the wall is, the thing about walls is that no matter how long they stay there as walls, they will still come down. Jerusalem shall be inhabited as towns without walls. As town without walls. City without walls. Next year, we are city without walls. We are city without walls. Influencing everywhere. New churches will be springing up. Makarashi karabasu tekeba. Murabakasu New people will rise up to serve God. New cells, new fellowships. New people are coming up. New people are coming up. New people are coming up. They are going into the town. They are making impact. It will be inhabited as cities without walls. He said, what? Because of the multitude. Because of the multitude. Yes. Next year, we are coming to the time of the multitude. Because of the multitude of men and cattle. Cattle, that means prosperity or businesses. Because those were the businesses at that time. But the multitude of men and prosperity therein. Oh, hallelujah. Don't create walls. It's time for us to spread. It's time for us to spread. Say the Holy Spirit. It's time for us to spread. That's what the Holy Spirit is saying. It's time for you to spread. It's time for your business to spread. It's time for you to spread. It's time. It's time for you to spread. It's time for you to spread. Think about it. Think about it. When we're all inside there, I took some people out and we started the model church. All of a sudden, they began to spread making more impact. That is the way. That is what God wants you to do. The same way. You start one, one outlet of the business. Start another one. Start a branch somewhere. Start a branch somewhere. Start a branch somewhere. Don't be in one war and be, and be okay with, oh, I received 2,000. We, we make 2,000 every month. That is okay for me. That's not okay for you. He says, Jerusalem shall be inhabited as cities without walls. Why? For the multitude of cattle, men and cattle they Oh, hallelujah. Go to the book of Acts chapter 15. Oh boy, I'm boiling inside, I tell you. Moraka Sataya. Acts chapter 15. Something happened in um uh among the apostles. They realized that the Gentiles had received the gospel. It's one of the, the problems of the, of the Jews. Always within walls. They don't want anybody to know. They, they are different. They, they saw themselves as the clean people. And every other person was unclean and uncircumcised. So when God gave them the gospel, even though Jesus told them that, go into all the world, they did not go into all the world. They stayed in Jerusalem. And James, James was the pastor in Jerusalem. Peter was the highest apostle. They were just enjoying Christianity over there. After, after eight, ten years, God raised Paul. Because God was tired. God was tired of the Christianity of we are enjoying ourselves. God was tired of it. God was tired of it. He wanted the Gentiles to receive. In fact, he even tried. You know, there's something about, about religious mindset. It's only about religious mindset. Religious mindset that never, you know, oh, never gives other people the opportunity, oh, we are the only ones who can do this. No, 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 no. That's a religious mindset. That's religion. Why? Because 
when God showed the vision to Peter, amazing, I told some people this one time and they were laughing. I said, when God showed the vision to Peter, Peter saw the vision of reptiles and in Acts of the 10. He saw the vision and God told him, kill and eat. And he says, no, he cannot eat. God had to show him a vision three times to convince him. God, religion is very hard to break. Meanwhile, God spoke to Cornelius that sent men to Dopa. He, he sent him there once. He spoke to him once. The man who had no religious inclination, immediately God spoke to him once. He believed and he went. For Peter, because of his religious war, it's a war. Because of religious war, God had to speak to him three times. Even after that, he did not go back to the Gentiles. Maybe Peter would have been the one with the gospel to the Gentiles. Today, it is Paul. And we are reading his epistles. The epistles he wrote to the Gentiles. How many of them? About 15, 14, 15. All the New Testament, everything we know about the body of Christ was by Paul. Maybe it could have been Peter. But then they decided to stay in Jerusalem. They didn't want to spread anywhere. Everything about Jesus Christ should be enjoyed only by them in Jerusalem. They didn't want to go anywhere. Eyes of the tempest said, and there came a voice to him, rise Peter, kill and eat. Verse 14. That's religion for you. Alright? That's religion for you. And Peter said, not so Lord. Can you imagine? Lord is speaking to you, say not so, Lord. Religion is so thick, it can destroy them. You, you will be arguing with God. Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is a common or unclean. God is telling you, can you imagine? God is telling you, kill He said, no. What they taught me is that. Verse 15. And the voice spake unto him again the second time. What God had cleansed, that shall not call thou common. This was done how many times? Thrice! Then God was tired. He said, the vessel was received up into heaven. He still did not eat the thing. In the vision, he still did not eat the thing. He said that the, 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 the vessel, that is the pan in which the thing was in, they took it back into heaven. He did not eat it. Now while Peter was doubted in himself, he was still doubting. Religious war. Let me give you an example of a religious war. You are looking at yourself. You, you don't think you can ever give $10,000. It's a religious war. So even if you hear prophecy in church, you, you know that they are not talking to you. You will give your first $10,000 next year. I prophesy. I'm a prophet of God. I prophesy. Next year, you will remove those walls. Some of you are going to give your first $10,000 in the year 2023. If this year, you could not do something like that. Next year, you're going to remove those religious walls. Next year, you're going to give your first $10,000. You will walk. You will walk. You will dance. Pastor, it has happened. It has happened. You will give your first $10,000 this year. La do cabra de sake. The thing you have never done before. You're going to release those, remove those religious walls. Release them from your mind. And you find yourself flying. All right, let's go back to Acts chapter 15 again. Matako rabaya, mo se te keba, shekaraba sokaba, 
God is, is raising you up for this day. God is raising you up for this day. He's raising you up unto glory. He's raising you up unto honor. He's raising you up. No man can stop it. God is raising you up. This year is for glory for you. This year is for glory for you. See at the Spirit of God. This year is for glory for you. This year is for glory for you. This year is for glory for you. This year is for you will share testimonies. You will share testimonies. How you defeated the economic problem. You will share testimonies of how things happened for you. This year is for glory for you. You will make advancement. You will make progress by the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can bring you down. Nothing can stop you. You will, you will bulldoze that through every wall. You will bulldoze that through every challenge. You will bulldoze that through every limitation. You will make progress. You will make advancement. You will use the grace of God as your weapon to bring down every limitation. Things are rising for you. Opportunities are coming for you. Opportunities are coming for you in the nation of Ghana and beyond. Because now you are sitting without walls. Opportunities are coming for you around. You will live beyond your salary. You will live beyond your salary. You will do things beyond your salary. Because the grace of God is activated on your behalf. The grace of God is activated on your behalf. Ah, thank you, my father. You will do things you've never done before. You will do things you've never done before. The earth is full of your riches and glory. King of creations, we praise you. Go ahead and sing it now. Oh Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom have you made them all. The earth is full. King of creation, we praise you. You are the Lord, Almighty God, ruler of the earth, magnificent in all your ways. You are. The Lord, Almighty God, for eternity, you are God. Oh, hallelujah. No more limitations. No more limitations. No more limitations here, the Spirit of God. No more limitations. Mora seka tokena inde indela inde ingela kosea makida katedo kakesa makaya mashata kaba you rise see the spirit of God you rise you rise above the challenges you rise above the challenges and you conquer them you rise above the challenges and you conquer them mantoka baseka latoseka pradela rokosa remember remember during COVID remember during COVID when the whole 
whole city, everybody was scared. And everybody was afraid. They could not gather. They were putting masks around us. We were in church. We were jumping and dancing, hanging, hugging ourselves. What happens in a city does not affect us. We, we, we are a specimen. We are, we, are, we are something to be studied. We are something to be studied. Take that same faith into your finances. Monte Calabar. You are winning. 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 If I'm your pastor, listen to these words I'm speaking to you. You are winning. You are winning. You are winning. Power of God is, is stirred right now. Right behind it. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. Makone, Makante, Mosute, Pradela, Kesukabaya, Ayamakata. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm winning. Montakalababa. Rapapapa. You are accelerating. Makasako. The grace of God is so stern. There's, there's such a tangible grace of God here. That means this year you are entering with a, with, with a conquering spirit. You are entering with a conquering spirit. That grace is strong. You will do the unbelievable. You will do the unbelievable. Things that have not happened, you will do them. Like the giants, you will bring them down. Thank you, my father. Thank you, my father. You come with financial power. The Lord thy God will give a deep power to get wealth. No more limitations. Remove the limitation. Remove the limitation. Remove the limitation. Moka, stop thinking about how your family is. Don't stop thinking about the house you are in. When I started giving big, I was still in my parents' house. Someone do that say, oh, maybe I should go and rent a house. I was giving. I was giving. Thank you, my father. Acts chapter 15. God is giving you grace for the next year. Giving grace for the next level. Borashina. Ayalabasha. You are distinguished. You are separated. You are distinguished. You are separated. You are distinguished. You are separated. Mankola Shika. Mankola Shika. Nona Telaya. Thank you, my father. Lora Makasata. No more limitations. Mukala Kaya. Yes. Ura Bosetekea. Ura Baba Baba Baba. Yes. The grace is so strong. The grace of God is so strong. The grace of God is so strong. Whatever you are, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. They begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. It's time to spread. It's time for influence. It's time. See the Spirit of God. It's time to spread. It's time to spread. It's time for influence. It's time to make impacts. It's time to make impacts. It's time to make impacts. That's what the Spirit of God says. 
to us as a church. It's time to make impact. We want to make impact in the nation of Ghana. It's time to make impact. It's time to make impact. It's time to make impact. Manshata kabara, yaka kabara saya, yela shato kaba, murama shato kaba, boleke kakaka. It's time to make impact. Mola basika daba, lakalabra sote keba, makosato kaba, leko la basuka to kaba, raka kaba shaka, raka kaba sote keba. It's time to destroy the works of the enemy. Moto kalesa, la shaka bala, la balaka balaba, balaka balaka ba, raka balaba ba, raka balaba ba, raba baba. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Moka satire, the power is so strong. Ayaka sote. Aya. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Jerusalem shall be inhabited. Yes. A city without walls. With a multitude of men and cattle there. He told him, he said, run, 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 run. Speak to that man, the Karate of the two is four. Kalasha Katakaba. Rakaba Sataya. Rather speak to this young man, say, Jerusalem shall be inhabited, a city without walls, for the multitude of men and cattle therein. You know, a grace has been stirred right now. A grace has been stayed. All limitations are removed. All limitations are destroyed. There's no more limitation. There's no more limitation. Nothing is stopping you. The grace of God is available. It's abundant for you. The grace is abundant for you. The grace is abundant for you. The Spirit says that the grace is abundant. We have gotten into abundance of grace. 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 Abundance of grace.
Hallelujah. Acts chapter 15. As I round off. I start from verse 7. I'll give you the background story. At this time, some Gentiles have heard the gospel and the Jews, the Christian Jews thought that this was unheard of and that it should not happen. And when they had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, you know that, you know how that a good while ago God made choice among us that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. He was referring to Acts chapter 10 when he spoke to Cornelius. And God, you know, the amazing thing is, when we hear that verse of scripture that says that, while Peter here speaks this word, the Holy Ghost, uh, um, the, the Holy Ghost came upon them that heard it. When we hear that scripture, it's as though Peter was really preaching and the Holy Ghost, what, let me tell you the import of that statement. Peter wouldn't have laid hands on the Gentile to receive the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he thought he was unclean. So the Holy Ghost did not wait for him. While he was preaching, the Holy Ghost just came upon him. The Holy Ghost did not wait for him. So by that, he was not convinced that, oh, if God gave the Holy Spirit to a Gentile, then they accepted. That's how God convinced him. Because his religious mindset wouldn't have, he wouldn't have laid hands on him. Verse 8, and God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness. Now given, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us, because he wouldn't have. He said, God bore witness. That's how God witnessed that. No. So it was by the Holy Ghost that they got to know that. Yes. All right, good. You come now, verse 9. And put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. It's 10. Now, therefore, why tempt ye God? Because now they were disputing whether the Gentiles should re receive the Holy Spirit or come to Christianity or not. He said, Now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? Mm. No, go back there. Go back there. You're going to give it to me in the New Living Translation. You're going to see what he's saying by now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck? Now, look at there. Verse, uh, verse 10. So why are you now challenging God by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear? All right, you see that? Now, take it to the message translation for me. Now, take a little bracket. The message translation. It says, so why are you now trying to out-God God? Loading these new believers down with rules that crushed our ancestors and crushed us. Don't we believe that we are saved because the master Jesus amazingly out of sheer generosity moved to save us just as he did with those from beyond our nation. So what are we arguing about? Alright, you saw that. Alright, give it to me in the Passion Translation. I'm showing many translations. I want, I want to arrive at a certain point. Passion Translation. I like how many Why are you trying to out-God out God? I like this. This is a point I'm taking you to. So why on earth would you now limit God's grace by placing a yoke of religious duties on the shoulders of the believers that neither we nor ancestors have been able to... So what some people do is they limit God's grace by some mindsets. They limit God's grace that as for we, we don't do this. Like for example, 
For example, I saw something that was very funny. It was very, it was very funny. You know, somebody said, the first day she came to our church and somebody was sharing testimony. I think it was one of the partner service. The person was sharing testimony about how uh, uh, she gave $10,000. She said that was the last time she came to the church that nobody can come and pressure her. Oh, why are you putting a limit on God's grace? You're putting a limit on God's grace. And yes, maybe this place is not for you because here we talk big and we do big things. Last year we did two million copies. That's not for that's not for people who put a limit on God's grace. You remove the limit of God's so people say, me, this is what I can do. No, remove the limit. Remove the limit off your mind. Next year I'm going to do big things. Say it. Next year I'm going to do big things. I'm going to give for the building project. I'm going to give for rhapsody. I'm going to give for all everything. I'm going to my, my seed is going to be everywhere. You remove the limits. You say, why on earth will you limit God's grace? Don't limit God's grace. Don't limit God's grace. Listen, I want, I want to say something to shock you. If your salary is 2,000 cities and everything you are able to do in a, in a month is 2,000 cities, you need to be introduced to the grace of God. You want to understand the grace of God? Your salary is 2,000, yet what you did in a year is 10,000. That's the grace of God. <laughs> Don't put a limit on God's grace. So people put a limit on God's grace. I refuse to put a limit on God's grace. You see, just like the wall, it's a yoke. They put a yoke or limitation. Religious duties. It's in so, so ingrained in their mind. And some people, the way the parents have raised them, it's like they can never do anything proper. So when they see people giving, it's like, mm. when they see people doing something, next year, throw off the limits of partnership. You can finish your, I'm going to give a prophetic word, you can finish your whole partnership in the first quarter. Listen, stop thinking like last year. Stop thinking like last year. Throw off the limits. I can do all things. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do all things. Oh, Malakashika Pradela. Oh, Rabasato Kaba. Elakashata Kaba. Maseto Kaba. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. God's grace are working me. I can do it. God's grace are working me. I can do it. God's grace are working me. I can do it. God's grace are working me. I can do it. God's grace are working me. I can do it. I can do it. Mantoka baseteke. Rashaka bala sote kaba. Lekaba bababa. Rashata kaba. Rokaba sataya. Thank you, my father. Mantoka baya. When God wants to change your life, he trains you to take off limits. I'll show you that scripture. When God wants to change your life, He trains you to take off limits. He trains you to take off limits. Psalm 66. Maybe 8 to 12. Oh, bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life, and suffered not our feet to be moved. For thou, o God, hast proved us, thou hast tried us as silver is tried. <laughs> I'll explain this one day. Thou brought us into the net, thou layest affliction upon our loins. Is it? Are you seeing that? He said, Thou layest affliction upon our loins. What's that? What's that? That God can lay affliction upon our loins? 
brought us into a net. God put me into a net. Verse 12. That was caused men to ride over our heads. Ah! We went through fire and through water. But that brought us into a wealthy place. You see, by the time you are seeing a wealthy place, see where he's coming from. He said, we put affliction upon our loins. So what's he talking about? Is it like God is forcing you to suffer? No, let's, take a, let's look at it. Give it to me in the message translation from verse 8. Before he brought us to a wealthy place, look at it. Bless our God, all peoples. Give him a hundred uh, thunderous welcome. He said, didn't he set us on the road to life? Didn't he keep us out of the ditch? He trained us first. He trained, what did he do? He trained us first. Passed us like silver through refining fires. Brought us into hard scrabble country. Pushed us to our very limits. So there are times God will tell you, do this thing. You feel like, that's my limit. He pushed you, that is the training. He trained us first. <laughs> pushed us to our very limit. He said, Lord tested us inside and out. Took us to hell and back. Finally, he brought us to this well-watered place. You see, that's the finally. He brought us to this well-watered place. But for, he first has to do what? He trains us first. He pushed us to our very limits. So there are times God will ask you to do something. It's like, oh, I don't have it here. But you push us to our very limits. By the end of the month, you see that you have done the thing. You've done the thing. You push us to our very limits. Push us to our very limits. Man, talk about. Listen, ignore. Ignore the exchange rates. You will do big things. Ignore the exchange rate. You will do big things. Man, God will cause you to ride upon the high place of the earth. Man, to sekele bashata. Le koraba santa kaba. Monte kele basantos kishakaya. Le koraba basote. The Lord is opening opportunities for you. Monte ke singra de la. Thank you, my father. Thank you, my father. Me na ke so kapra de la. How do you remove limits? Let me just add that. How do you, rem- how do you remove limits now? Because push us to a very limit. How do you remove the limits now? How do you remove the limits? Number one, don't allow limits. Very funny. How do you remove limits? Don't allow limits. I'll give you an example of how not to allow limits. You did something last year. I'll give you an example. Maybe you gave 100 cities last year. And this year you say, I'm going to give another 100 cities. Then, it's November. I'll give you 94. You say, okay. No! You don't allow it. You don't allow it. You go for it. I listen to me. You go for it. You don't allow it. Most of the time, I've seen the power of God when I refuse to stay at a particular level. Because he said, the religious yoke will limit the grace of God. So what? You remove the limit. I'm not accepting that limit. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, my Father. No more limits. No more limits. No more limits. Next year, you do big things for God. Put it in your mind. You do big things for God. You do big things for God. These things are done by the Holy Spirit. It's not done by man. Yesterday, I was a couple yesterday. They were telling me how when they came to church, all they had was a thousand cities. The couple. He said it was even in the lady's account. And she gave it. 
This year, that couple has given more than almost $15,000. Remove that limit. You are the Lord whose name is the greatest, whose word never fails, whose works are eternal. You are the Lord whose name is the greatest, whose word never fails, whose works are eternal. So I said, don't allow limits. Then you move to the second part. Pray in the Spirit. Listen. You want to break a record, you must break prayer record. I want to hear of cells that have done 10 hours of prayer. This thing I've said, serious cells will start planning for it. So, Pastor, last year we prayed five. Why don't you think this year what you are doing is building up on it? And when the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves. Cell leaders, call for prayer meeting for next year. Don't wait for me to call for prayer meeting. You call for prayer meeting. Praying, praying, praying. Because you have to speak in tongues voraciously, incessantly, lavishly. You are calling for prayer up and down. Because what happened in, in the previous year, you, you don't want to allow it into the other year. You are removing the limits. Start removing the limits in prayer. You gather your, yourself. Ten hours of prayer. I want, to see, I, want to see, I want to start hearing of things like that. A said has prayed for 10 hours. Hallelujah. Yes. Oh, grace, grace, grace. I see the grace of God. I see the grace of God. Thank you, my Father. I see the grace of God manifested. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Father. Pray in the Spirit. Number three, follow God's instructions. When you pray in the Spirit, God will give you an instruction. You follow that instruction. Remember what I said this morning? Everything supernatural comes through obedience. In following that instruction, everything will happen. Number four. Act your faith. Act your faith. Act your faith. Act your faith. Three things about faith that you should consider. Your faith is connected to the Word of God. That means you need to build yourself in the Word. You need to be meditating on scriptures. Meditate on the Word of God. Don't meditate on what's going on in the news. 
Don't meditate on exchange rates. Meditate on the word of God. It shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters whose leaves do not wither. Whatsoever you do, it shall prosper. Number two, think about faith. It is connected to your relationship with God. Sometimes people want to act the principles of God and forget the person of God. They want to act their faith outside God. But God gives the increase. So your relationship with God is very important. You need a personal relationship with God. And that will constitute your history of faith. What were you able to do last two years? What were you able to do last year? You hold God to it. See, your relationship with God is there. You remember how God did something for you? There are things I do today that I refer to what God did for me in 2011. That's why you need a faith album. The third thing. Your faith is connected to your being led by the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit can just give you a conviction. So maybe you, you don't think you can ever give a certain amount. I remember two years ago, I wanted to give an amount. It was the first time I'm going to give something like that. I was putting together, I was saving, I was saving, I was saving, putting together, saving, saving the money, saving the money. At a point, the date I wanted to give the money, let me just give you an example. These are not the figures, I'm just giving you an example. Let's say I want to give 10 cities. I'm saving, 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 saving. I have to give the money maybe in five days, but I'm at four cities. Almost looks impossible. But anytime I, 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 I'm like, let me just give maybe five CDs, there will be a conviction in my heart. No, I'm going for 10 CDs. So, so you have to pay attention to the conviction that Holy Spirit puts in your spirit. You're convinced that no, I, I can go for this thing. You want to stop, but there's something inside you pushing you that you can do it. Faith. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. You continue to walk in victory. You're going to work in glory. I tell you, you'll be a wonder next year. You'll be a wonder. You'll be a wonder. You'll be a wonder. You'll be a wonder. Even you, the things you do will shock you. God was just positioning you this year. In the coming year, you'll be a wonder. Wonderful things are going to happen. Yes. And God will continually increase His grace upon your life. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that your steps shall not slide. Your steps will find himself in the right places. Man, take care of stacking. Urubose, take care There's grace for you. I tell you, there's grace in this congregation. I tell you. And it's going to be a grace parade this year. It's going to be a grace parade. It's going to be a grace parade. Grace parade. Grace parade. Money will come from everywhere. Chakala, A grace parade. And God is launching you into millions. 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 <laughs> God is launching you into millions. God is launching you into millions. Launching you into millions. I feel the power of God so strong. God is launching you into millions. Montakera Sande. Thank you, my father. Yes. Testimonies everywhere. Testimonies every day. Makaya Baba Shataya. Thank you, my father. Mora Baba Baba Baba. Baba Baba. Oh, yes, my father. Leka Shataka Baba.
launching you into millions. Thank you, my Father. The unexpected will happen. The unexpected will happen. I tell you, the unexpected will happen. There will be a grace parade. A grace parade. Thank you, my Father. Yes. God has done it. God has done it. Thank you, my Father. Uh, God bless you.